0: This is episode 223 of the Fearless Launching Show. This week, we've got another really inspiring and energetic interview. It is so good that even though there are sound issues throughout, I literally was like, there's no way we are not publishing this. So today's interview will be accompanied by a full transcript just to make sure that what you do read and you do hear you can also look at that transcript and follow along. We are speaking to Nathan Latka, who is the author of How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, and let me just tell you, that book got me fired up. So I can't wait to hear can't wait to hear what you think of this interview. Let's dig in. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done for you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Nathan, I just want to thank you for joining me here on the Fearless Launching Show. I, as I was just talking about, I, I honestly can't shut up about the book that just came out, and I'm so excited to chat with you today.
1: Well, thanks for having me on. Now, by the way, I have to figure out if this is a compliment or not. Now, do you talk about every book you read like crazy? Or you no, you I nice don't.
0: Compliment? No, I do not. No, I do not. Only <laughs> ones that actually have me taking action myself. So yep. that's, that's to me a marker of a book that I'm like, I got to share this with you. So that is one of the actions, but I'm taking other actions as you'll find out today.
1: <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for having me on.
0: Awesome. Well, you know, first off, before before we dive into some of the things that I want to share with you, I need to get off my chest with you about my own, my own business and like my reaction to a few things from, from your book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. Capital, can't even speak today. But I want to just say, you know, would you be willing to just share a little bit about your story and, you know, how you first started in, in terms of like, What did you first create to say, hey, I have a business, and where are you now?
1: Sure. Well, look, I was architecture at Virginia Tech, and I was sitting in as a freshman and quickly realized that there were seniors right next to me who were graduating and couldn't get jobs, which was crazy because tech at the time was ranked the number one architecture program in the country. And so the fact that graduates were now in debt, basically, and couldn't get a job, to me, was just baffling. And I said, I'm not going to put myself through five years of this. And then not have a job. So what I did is I started trying to figure out how to um, base just like 2011. And um, I had no idea how to code. Remember, I was architecture. But I said, you know what? I'm, I'm lazy. I don't want to learn how to code before I know I can sell it. So I started reaching out to people via Facebook trying to sell $700 Facebook fan pages. Mm-hmm. And, and what happened is I pre-sold basically 100 of them, right? at seven, uh, 700 bucks a piece. And you can see my first sale, October 5th, 2010, at 11.23 p.m. on page 34 in the book. Um, I sold that thing, and I had 70000 bucks in the bank account after I pre-sold a bunch, and then that's how I launched the company. Um, that's, eight, uh, two, and then when you fast, yeah, that was a whirlwind.
0: Oh, that's crazy, because um, actually, as I was reading that, I was remembering those kind of landing page things that you could... Yeah, back in the day and i'm like wow that was back in the day
1: <laughs> yeah that that was us that was me i was like 19 year old you know where my ex-girlfriend's christmas boxers she gave me in my dorm room eat pizza coding pages
0: oh my gosh i love that well you know i want to tell you that like most of the people who are listening um and mm-hmm. a lot of the people that i work with are really in that beginning phase of trying to get something off the ground and so um we have a lot of people that have invested time and like education dollars on different products, working with different coaches. And the truth is, um, there it, it has taken them a little bit longer sometimes to make something that people are actually mm-hmm. buying and, and oh, finding wow. that thing, you know?
1: No, you're right. I mean, look, this is why I tell people you can pay a bunch of money and prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare or you can just do it. Don't waste money, just do it and see if people pay you. And if they don't, try something different. I'm a big proponent of not spending money until you get your first pre sales.
0: Oh, gosh. And yeah, and you know, it's interesting too. And I, because I was, you know, I was listening, I was Bye. honestly, when I first looked at your book, I was like, okay, I want to connect this to my audience, obviously. And I've got a lot of creatives, artists, content creators, people who are like, they, they clearly want to make money or they wouldn't be trying to have a business, but they're also very, they want to have it make sure it's aligned with their purpose. And not to say that that's bad at all, but sometimes the, that kind of, I feel like that kind of stops them from actually taking some serious action.
1: Yeah. I, if we're in that, ultimately you want to end up doing something you love, yeah. but you also have to like, you also have to put in the work. Right, yeah. You have to put in early work, maybe doing some stuff you don't love to create a cash cushion for yourself to then do bigger things. Yeah. And, you know, this is why we were talking about this. I mean, my publisher is not a fan of this book, even though it's doing very well. We're gonna, I think, do very well on all the lists. I think it'll be a Washington Bestseller, but they don't like it. I'll tell you why. It's going to be old in, like, a year. Um, I put, like, 40 screen um, yeah. statements email scripts that I used to pre-sell in the book. Not, mm. not theory, like the actual things. And so <laughs> these things, the reason they're working is because they're new. Like I've created many of these things. And so they won't work once everyone does them. And that's why this book is urgent. People should grab it today to get the biggest advantage.
0: Yeah, um, that's why I have the audible version and the actual print <laughs> version because I was like, oh both? well, I cannot just n- listen to this. I got to see what um what he's talking about. So, um, and
1: what do you think once you actually could see it?
0: I was, I, I mean, it's next to me highlighted because I'm because one of the things that I the first thing that jumped out at me I was like, oh my gosh, this podcast it doesn't even have the right process. This could be like such an easy way. To bring in another, you know, have another kind of avenue of bringing in money to the business, and I have just kind of squandered it for the last three years.
1: Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're talking about you're talking about page forty one where I outline my podcast system. Basically, how I get my cost per episode down to twenty nine bucks. But the income I'm signing, I put on page forty six. I sign one hundred eighty thousand dollars sponsor deals, and I sign many of them every year. So the economic per day for my podcast, the top entrepreneurs, is you know I spend up. dollars So the margins are incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's actually this is one of the things that really hit me first was about the podcast just the the system itself, just getting that process right. So then, you, you know, when you go 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 out to maybe seek sponsors or they reach out to you, which is what's happened to me and I just have not said yes, um, but you've you've got this thing that's set. People know you're going to be delivering on a regular basis. They can trust you've got your shis, your shiz together. And so, I mean, it was amazing to see all of that detail.
1: Who enjoyed the detail? I certainly wanted to put it in there. I, you know, I don't know about you, but I've learned so many. Like I can so many business books that I get excited about. I buy from the airport or whatever the books are, mm-hmm. I take them home, and I only use like 20 pages because it's just like bullet points, a bunch of steps and theory, and there's no like, here's how I actually.: Yeah. For
0: sure. Okay. So let me ask you then I have like, I wanted to like go into like the three things that really (laughs) stuck. I'm sorry if I like jumped over you. Like there was a little hiccup in our connection. So, um, no, great. Okay. So here's the thing. I, like I was saying before, I like to call myself out in terms of the things that I know where like, cause I don't look at them as failures. I just look, okay, that's my next action step. I guess I got to do that. Or that's important. I need to do this. This is not even a wait any longer.
1: <laughs> um,
0: so let me just say that do the one, do one thing is pretty much the craziest kind of piece of advice that I actually feel like, and I wrote this down today. I'm like, I think I have PTSD a little bit over this concept because I've been, I've been doing the multitasking, the jumping to new ideas, developing them, you know, focusing on them for a certain period of time. And then specifically in the last three to four years, this message is like the only thing that people are saying. And so then I stop, I start thinking, well, maybe I'm not growing because I'm not doing this thing. And I actually don't think it's the thing. So I'd love to hear more about this from you.
1: Well, look, my friends have written best-selling books on this, right? right. The ones. Uh, 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 Jeff uh, wrote essentialism, right? Or Gia wrote essentialism, right? I mean, our, this is such a sexy topic to say like only do one thing, but it is almost a surefire way to stay totally broke and unhappy. And the reason is, you know, I look back at my engineering friends when I was studying architecture. They introduced me to this concept called a single point of failure. And, and what it means is like, if they're engineering a bridge, they engineer like nine or 10 fail points, which means like nine or 10 things have to go wrong all at the same time For the bridge to fail and collapse. And so in the bridge of life, it only do one thing at a single point of failure, whether it's one job, one boss, one coworker, et cetera. So you don't want to do one thing. You always actually want to be doing multiple things because you never know what's going to stick.
0: Yeah. I mean Nathan, this is something that I'm that I've actually struggled with in this past year, and I you, I think you get into this mindset then you, where you give over your power, and I think you even said this on Twitter once, I, or maybe recently, where you know if you really do say, okay, I'm just going to do that one thing because that guru told me that that's the one thing that I got to focus on. You're giving your power away. You're not running your business. They are
1: correct, and like, look, I, I you know people ask me, Nathan, the four rules you put in this book that you say we have to break, like why do they exist? And the reason they exist is because people who have gotten really wealthy or very powerful. They have to make sure no one can compete with them. So they've sold the masses, right? The, by the way, the average net worth is negative $4,000, right? They've sold the masses on these four like fake rules to keep people unhappy and with not a lot of money because they don't want people challenging their wealth and power. And so one of the things that you have to, one of the things they sold to us is, hey, focus on one thing. Focus on one thing. Add the multi like tasks. Focus on one mm-hmm. thing. And again, that's just not a smart way to build a business.
0: Oh, totally. I'm um, I and you know, I'm I am i am all about teaching my students and my my clients really to try to just think for themselves. So maybe the one thing is the thing that works for you. But don't don't just do that because someone else is saying do the one thing. And I always do I, I agree. Like I feel like I even want a side hustle while I'm building my business. Now it's not; it's the same as when I was when I had a day job. I would always have multiple projects and different things going on on the side. That doesn't change for me now.
1: Yeah, you, every creative listening should give themselves permission to always be multitasking. Yeah. These, these coaches that sell you and like do. Okay, so let me help you do your strategic planning. It's just a load of, you know what, because you people know when you wake up, if you want to do something from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and then you get bored and you want to switch, you don't want to have to tell yourself, oh, but I paid all this money for a course and I said do one thing, I'm going to keep doing this thing that I was doing for the first two hours of the day, even though I don't have the energy to do it anymore. It doesn't give me life, it doesn't make me feel happy. So a lot of people, especially creatives, feel happy, they have to jump between many, many projects. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah. it's, it's insane. Information. All right. Did you hear me
1: wrap that out. Anne?
0: No, the last part I did not hear, but I was like leaning I, in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "How's that for an open hook?" All I said was, "Creatives actually need a balance between multiple projects to stay energized, um, and it's actually hurtful to try and do the criticals." Yeah. Zero. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know that I have to just say that like it's actually hurt me inside this year to do that because I did that with one project and I've been coming out of it, but it's just been, it's been very difficult because I knew that it wasn't right. And I didn't know how to say no to that.
1: What do you mean? What do you mean? Like you only stopped doing a bunch of stuff and only did one thing that made you not happy.
0: Well, I kept making decisions based on this whole, but Ann, you got to focus on this one thing. You're working on this evergreen webinar. You got to work on that, you know? It's
1: nuts. Yeah.
0: It's nuts. Well,
1: you're I mean, listening. You're at the promised land now. Welcome.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm here. I'm in. Okay.
1: So <laughs> the second
0: thing I wanted to share that really stood out to me was, and I think this is a, this really helps people understand that you're not saying do all the things all the time. I think that we, we do have to double down a bit, get really clear on the processes we're using. And, right. um, but I really loved your take on systems and how you, I mean, just in general, we went through, you know, you talk, talked about the, the podcast because my problem is like I said, this podcast isn't really systematized yet and there's no real excuse for that. And as a uh-huh. result, you know, Sure, I've made tweet, like, as a result, I'll tell you what what I've done, um, Mr. Ludka, because now you're my teacher, um, <laughs> that I have basically, this is what I did, I jumped on our process, like, I looked at yeah. our process list, I made some tweaks, and I passed it on to the person on my team who deals deals with the podcast after I record to review it now so that we can kind of really lock it down because it's just gotten a little bit out of hand. Part of it is me, part of it is me not batching enough like this week I've been really good but I have to make that a more consistent machine because it's actually me using too much time so I hope that that is a good enough action step that I took <laughs> this week
1: that's great no that's great Batching is critical
0: yeah and it's urgent the, again with the urgency ash. it's urgent and yep. it's the next step is hopefully you know Seeing reaching back out to sponsors who have, or people who wanted to be sponsors. You know, I have these relationships, and it's kind of silly that I haven't really utilized them. So.
1: Yeah. No. Look, the book. The book is full. Back to pressure systems. The book is full of systems. I mean, you see on page 113 how I did Airbnb penthouses for free. I don't know if you've ever. Yes. it's the least expensive, yeah. you'll see a script in the book that will show you how to actually network your rain for free into the most expensive place on page 113, but there's a system for that. There's another system later in the book where I basically show how I get $45,000 worth of free hotel night in Bali at Ohana Resorts with an email script I use. Okay. Yeah. Well, I only have 5,000 followers at the time to get that free, so you know there's scripts in here that show you you're not to be Kim Kardashian to get free stuff. So there's all kinds of systems in place.
0: Yeah, you know what? And actually, the one, the one, the one section I really loved. I'm looking for the actual page number. Is related to like the number three thing, which is copy what successful businesses are doing with, and then add your own new perspective to it. Um, this, this is one I just have to say that I've been. I have a major resistance to still, so I'm hoping that you can like change my mind out of this because you know I'm in the online education space and I I'm always very aware I don't want to copy you know but I think that there's always a right way to do that I think there's a right way to look at the structure of what someone's doing um, I don't know what do you think
1: <laughs> You know by the way this is the hardest rule to break for creatives um, because um, because and what, here's the problem with that. Unless you're like a billionaire, right, putting someone on Mars or everything, Tesla, you're not going to come up with something new. And so most things are been done. So creatives need to give themselves the permission to copy other people and know that once you copy their base, You'll add your own twist, the icing on the cake that makes it unique. You can't do it the other way around. You can't start with uniqueness because then you won't get traction. There's a reason nobody's done that idea before if you're trying to be super unique. So you want to copy it and add your own twist.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like I, that, that, that to me, it makes sense because if you think about it, I mean, I have a launching class. It might have not had as many launching class competitors at the beginning, but now there are. You know, and what do you mean
1: by launching? Like how to launch your own course?
0: Yeah, an online business, online products mostly, online products and courses, things that consultants and coaches are doing to kind of turn their expertise into education, like a member area, mm-hmm. something like that. And I feel like there's a ton of that right now, a ton. Yeah.
1: Yep. No, by the way, there are tons of courses like this. So like, it's great that you introduced a course because it's a a system. It's a a platform that has been de-risked. You know, people are buying this kind of content. So of course you should create it. And you know what? Now you've created your own community. You've added your own twist. And I'm sure your people love your unique way that you're teaching how to launch a new online course.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, granted, it's a little bit different. I might approach it differently now, but then there was really only one or two other ones when I was first creating it in like 2013 or 12 or something like that. So it was a while ago, but now I would definitely approach it completely differently. And I, and I love the advice that you give in, I feel like you gave like throughout there, there were some different um, examples of, you know, going to Udemy, seeing what, what the popular well, courses are there, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I teach people, especially creatives, like where they can go on Patreon to basically see the, yeah. the revenue from other creatives making money off podcasts or YouTube mm-hmm. videos or things like that. Uh, because Big Patreon makes it public in some cases. So that's a great way to understand, like, you know, how to monetize your digital content or the stuff that you're creating. And yeah, I give probably 30, 40 examples in the book of places to look where other people are monetizing digital content so you can use your own ideas.
0: Yeah, I mean, just one more point on this, too, that the Udemy, like, I, I was involved with, with someone who was creating a Udemy course a, a long time ago, but they have pretty stringent guidelines for the creators. They, I mean, it took a little bit of going back and forth, so I think it's actually a really great place knowing that they, that's what they're focused on, is online learning, and how that's structured and how people are going to, you know actually do the courses, I think it's important to go to those p- places where people are focused on that industry.
1: Yeah, that's right. And like look the big thing with online courses is usually refund breakers through the root. Because someone buys a three hundred dollar course and they never log in to start taking it. So like mm-hmm. actually the trick to getting online courses sales to explode is actually driving consumption, not yeah. the actual sale. It's how have you gamified your videos to make sure people watch them and learn once they've purchased.
0: Yep. Yep. Awesome. Um, you know what? I wanted to tell you like, and I think I, I think I mentioned this at the beginning when we weren't on, but I was a little bit because I saw the title of your book and I, and I was thinking about the people who are usually on, well, who've been on in the last like couple of months. I'm like, there was a law of attraction coach. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, am I really prepared for this? But I got to tell you, this book has really energized me. I'm super excited to share this with the entire community. And I just want to thank you.
1: Well, listen, it means a lot. By the way, I know you're the kind of person that doesn't just have, like, business authors on. I know you do your research. I know you read the book. Not only that, you also have the audio book. Um, <laughs> you gave me a very nice compliment before the call about kind of what this book reminded you of in terms of past authors, which is just so Um. Yeah,
0: wow. Tim Ferriss, thank you. There's a if lot you... of people saying that. I got to say, I'm going to yeah, say here. Yeah, know it was great. Yeah, if you guys have read the four, I mean, the four hour work week is one of those books that everybody's like, oh, yeah, I've got that. I've put post it notes in it. This is another one. Just, I mean, it's its now, it's current, obviously. So now it's urgent. You got to buy it and you've got to go check it out now. Yeah,
1: yeah there's, I, I was a little surprised by this, but the number one like word group in the all the Amazon reviews are people saying, this feels like, yeah week which is just amazing because that's a that is a multi-million copy selling book. Tim is a genius. He's also in Austin, Texas where I live. Um, so it's really just it's extremely flattering and so I want to thank you for having me on and thank you for giving me a chance to kind of chat with your audience about this and encourage them to connect with me. Like look, I know a lot of creators are struggling and they don't have a bunch of cash laying around. I put a lot of the book the screenshots for free up at capitalistbook.com. My publisher hates how much I gave away for free but if you can't find a book, go there and learn a bunch of the stuff for free that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, I love that. And then, you know, I see that you're really um, active on Twitter. Is that, is that kind of like your main convo place?
1: Yeah, Twitter's great. I'm, I'm also really active. I mean, I'm pretty active on all the channels, actually, because what I do is I only go on social media when I'm sitting down on my plane waiting for it to take off, and I travel <laughs> on a plane about once every other day. So, <laughs> so I'm pretty active.
0: You're like, so that's my life right now. <laughs> yes. I love it. We're I doing love-
1: all these news shows. All the, you know, CNN, CNBC, Fox, uh, CBS, uh, just a ton of fun doing them all. But honestly, and between you and me, I love like the small curated audience so much more because I can just give more specific value, like your audience, which is full of creators and entrepreneurs.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, I'm so excited that you were able to come on, that we are able to chat today. And, um, yeah, I mean, where where should we reach out to you besides the thecapitalistbook.com? Is there any other place besides that? Twitter? That's-
1: Twitter is great, and I'll be there and answer any questions you fo- your folks have.
0: Okay. That sounds great. Well, thank you again, Nathan, and I will be in touch very soon with more updates on the action I'm taking because of the book. Thank you. Okay. Take care. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Fearless Launching Show. You can just... Head on over now to the show notes where you'll get all the links to Nathan's book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, and How to Connect with Nathan. And I'm I'm curious what you think of the book. I'm curious what you think of today's episode. Um, We are going to be giving you a full transcript of today's episode as I mentioned at the beginning because there were some sound quality issues we just want to make sure that you're able to read through everything and you're able to follow along with us so make sure to head over there and then I'll see you next week we've got another amazing interview coming up with someone else and I can't wait for that one either I will talk to you soon have a fabulous rest of your week and see you next week